How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people, live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. In this hour, we have joining us a great guest that co-hosts with me from time to time. Used to be every Friday, and good to have him on this Friday. It's Brad Bannon. Brad runs Bannon Communications Research. They're a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. He's a regular contributor to TheHill.com, also a senior advisor to and contributing editor for TillaForYou.com. They're a social media network just for politics. He lectures in poli-sci at Salem State University in Salem, Mass. More than a pleasure to have back on the show Brad Bannon. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Hey, Leslie, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happier. I don't know if you heard about the news that's uh, just broken, um, I think, while you were sitting here on hold. But John McCain says that he will be voting no on the Graham-Cassidy bill. Oh. Yep, uh, John McCain has said he's voting no on the Graham-Cassidy bill. Rand Paul, of course, has said definitively no all along any bill that is not a full repa- repeal. Although it helps Democrats more than Republicans, he wants to help his uh, his base that want a full repeal of Obamacare. Susan Collins has been silent, but most people think it will be a no uh, when we look at her historically. And we thought it would come down to Lisa Murkowski. Well, um, I may be right on that, that it comes down to Lisa Murkowski. Then again, it may come down to Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski. Uh, so, Brad, uh, any comments on, uh, on on the latest before we get into stuff? Well, yeah, well, from my point of view, it's great news because the bill that would be before the Senate next week would completely dismantle Obamacare and leave somewhere between 20 and $30 million on the street without any kind of health care insurance. So I think it's great news. My guess is that John McCain won't have to vote no because I don't think McConnell will bring it up for a vote. He said he'd only bring it up for the vote if he have 50 votes, and between McCain uh paul and probably susan collins and maybe the senator from west virginia 
uh, Shelley Caputo, uh, he doesn't have 50 votes, so I don't think it's even going to go to the floor, is my guess. Um, also, uh, what, do you, what do you think that uh, Susan Collins is going to do? Do you think she's going to vote no, as most people uh, suspected? If I had to bet on it, I'd say yes. I think she's made, she hasn't said it directly, but she's made, well, you know, I'm not really happy about the way they did this. Uh, I think she'll vote no. And again, that means there'll be no vote. And, uh, and, and, and what about Lisa Murkowski? What will happen at the end of the day there? Well, it's interesting, Murkowski. They, uh, she voted against the last uh, attempt to kill Obamacare, but uh, this time they wrote a provision in the bill that would give Alaska extra money for health care. And basically, they did it to buy her vote. And, you know, if, so I'm not sure she may vote this one uh, because essentially uh, they're dropping a load of health care money on Alaska. Uh, I want to talk about health care. Let me tell you about the exact announcement. He has announced uh, just minutes ago, New York Times reported, it's being reported by Associated Press. It's all over the media, so this isn't like, oh, a friend told me. Uh, He announced today he would oppose the latest proposal just minutes ago to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Now, that leaves Republican leaders with little hope of succeeding in their last-ditch attempt to dismantle the health care bill. He previously repealed the effort with his dramatic no, if you remember, Senator McCain, uh, back in July. He released a statement saying that he could not in good conscience support the latest proposal by Senators Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. By the way, very close friend of Senator McCain in the Senate. He said, quote, I cannot in good conscience vote for the Graham-Cassidy proposal. I believe we could do better working together, Republicans and Democrats, and have not yet really tried, nor could I support it without knowing how much it will cost, how it will affect insurance premiums, and how many people will be helped or hurt by it. And, um, uh, you know, in addition, the governor of his state said vote yes on it, and that that was probably hard for him to do going against his friend and going against his governor. But at the end of the day, what I always say, Brad, is you've got to do what's best for the people. It is the people of your state that elected you and the people that expect more uh, rather than politics because there are a lot of people who are angry with Rand Paul that he doesn't go along with his party. And even though I don't like his reason for saying no, you got to give uh, him credit, Rand Paul, Senator Paul, uh, for um, his principle because his principle is his constituents want a full repeal, and he feel he, that's what he promised, and others in his party promised. And in addition to that, um, this speaking of politics, well, well, first of all, would you know? Would you agree, Brad, that this has got to be about the people? And this has become completely political. Okay, I mean, not, not not just healthcare, which should not be a political topic. Uh, this this bill specifically, and and repealing Obamacare has been not only political, but dare I say, an obsession. Uh, for, for the Republicans, it's almost like they just want to please Donald Trump and to put a feather in their cap and to um, put an X through Obamacare. The problem is every plan they've put forth does not address, honestly, one of the problems with Obamacare. Really, the only problem with Obamacare is how do you get a handle on rising premiums, right? None of the right. Pl- none of the plans address that. And then what they do is they ruin the great aspects of Obamacare, which is right now we have the lowest number of uninsured people in the nation, and that is largely due to the Affordable Care Act. One, two, um, you know, pre-existing conditions covered. That's not, you know, the case with Graham Cassidy. Uh, in addition to that, it doesn't in the short term 
uh, you know, he managed and handled the insurance market, you know, speaking again to uh, premiums. And then it places not only the burden, but that burden being the cost on the state. And then it comes down to what do you do with all these people on federal programs um, like, like like Medicare um, and, and, and Medicaid more specifically? And, you know, that all loops back to Obamacare is better. Obamacare is better. And and I agree with Senator McCain. They can do better, which is do what Americans want. Democrat or Republicans, Americans say by the polls, don't repeal it, don't replace it, fix it. And if they sat down and called it the Affordable Care Act 2, okay, or just called it the Affordable Care Act because they don't want to have Obama's name on it, um, and fixed that aspect of it and left the rest of it alone, um, no, the Rand Pauls and, you know, and a very small portion of the Republican Party wouldn't be happy, but most everyone else would. Because people forget the people that would be thrown off of these health care rolls with uh, Graham, uh, bills like Graham Cassidy are the very people that the Affordable Care Act was put in place to protect. Well, yeah, and in, in many ways, this, uh, the, Cap, uh, the Graham Cassidy bill is worse than the one the Senate rejected a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. I agree. Uh, I agree. Can you tell everyone why? Tell everyone listening why. Well, most people believe that the previous uh, Trump care uh, would have left something like uh, you know 22 million people on the streets uh, without health insurance. Uh, this one uh, is probably would probably uh, leave upwards of 30 million dollars, uh, 30 million people on the streets without health care. And you're right; it basically blows away the the. Uh, the, the provision in Obamacare uh, that makes insurance cover country uh, companies char, uh, cover pre-existing commissions. And, yeah, I think this bill is even worse than the original one. And why they thought they were going to be able to pay work, uh, pass a worse bill than the one that already rejected, I don't have a clue. Um, I want to – there's just so much with regard to this bill, and I, I want to talk about some things that – you know, came about, uh, you know, prior to this. And, you know, some people slammed some of, you know, these uh, situations and some people um, applauded them. Um, they're, they're, uh, well, we're going to play some cuts when we come back. Um, but um, w- what does this, uh, is it possible, Brad, which people want and which Senator McCain spoke of, is it really possible Democrats and Republicans together sit down and craft a health care, a piece of health care legislation, which, which unfortunately would make Trump look better and his ratings go up, which they've already gone up some in recent days. And, and I got to say, that bothers me. I don't want his ratings up. I want his ratings to go down. I don't want a second term. I'm, you know, somebody who not only is a staunch liberal progressive Democrat, but I'm very anti-Trump. Uh, um, well, I, you know, uh, oh. go ahead. There was a group, a bipartisan group of senators, including some Democrats and Susan Collins, who were trying to do exactly that, write a bipartisan bill. Uh, but before they finished writing it, uh, McConnell uh, you know, dropped the uh, Graham Cassidy bomb on the Senate, and they never had a chance to complete their work. So maybe if this thing does go down next week, uh, Collins and the Democrats will be able to get together again and fashion a bipartisan bill uh, because somebody's going to do something. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. If you want to join us, eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Back in a moment. 
Leslie Marshall, when the truth matters. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. I say we, I'm Leslie Marshall, he's Brad Bannon, and uh, we are talking about health care, which Obamacare looks like it will remain, at least for now, the law of the land. The Graham-Cassidy bill uh, has at least the two votes, and you know it can be broken by um, a tie, um, because uh, Rand Paul has said no. We just heard breaking uh, just minutes ago that Senator John McCain has said no, and uh, you know, Senator John McCain is now a cancer patient himself. So I don't know if that had any bearing on his decision. Sometimes when we walk a mile in someone else's shoes, we think differently. Um, and, uh, of course, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski are not saying we are hopeful that one or both are no, and that will kill it. And if that's the case, as our guest Brad Bannon, our, my co-host uh, in this hour, Brad Bannon, has said uh, that McConnell won't bring it up for a vote. Speaking of cancer, uh, there is a woman that's become kind of famous. Her name yeah. is Laura Packard. And Laura Packard uh, sent the president a message, and after sending him a, a, a message, he blocked her on Twitter. And I must I say, right before we play this, I am very, very proud she just followed me on Twitter moments ago. No joke. Laura Packard just followed me on Twitter uh, moments ago. Um, this is uh, the uh, audio message that Laura Packard sent our president. Donald Trump, who then blocked her after. I can't sat you because you blocked me, so I hope this gets to you another way. Dear President Trump, I know I don't look so good. I've been undergoing chemotherapy since May, and it takes a lot out of you. Uh, But the good news is that Obamacare is keeping me alive and can cure my stage 4 cancer, but I need to keep my insurance. Uh, And your latest plan uh, will put me and millions of other Americans at risk uh, because despite what you have said on Twitter, this bill does not protect people with pre-existing conditions. It leaves us to the mercy of insurance companies, and we know how well that worked a few years ago. It's really important that you hear us, that you see us, that you understand who you're putting at risk. You promised months ago that you would have health care reform that would make things better, more affordable, that wouldn't leave anybody out in the cold. But I think you should read your own bill because it's, it, it puts us all at risk. I don't understand why any senator, let alone my senator, Senator Heller, would think that this is a good idea. Why throwing hundreds of thousands of Nevadans like me off their health insurance is a good plan so some fat cat billionaires can make a few extra dollars. What is the reasoning behind that? I would really like to know. 
I can't ask you directly because you blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why, but uh, it doesn't seem like anybody can reach you unless they go on Fox. And I'm not really in Fox-worthy shape right now, uh, but my life has meaning. Millions of Americans facing terrible diseases or accidents like a car accident. Our lives have meaning and throwing us to the mercy of the insurance companies is not the way to go. We need the protections of the Affordable Care Act so that people with pre-existing conditions will be covered, so that uh, people at or near the poverty line can have access to the Medicaid expansion to pay for it, and we need somebody that will stand up for us rather than selling us out. That's Laura Packard. We'll see if that's you, President Trump. That is Laura Packard. She's a Democratic political strategist who is um, fighting to live uh, with her insurance, Obamacare, with stage four cancer. Um, Brad, uh, I was mistaken. He blocked her before uh, this. Um, But I mean, mean, the fact just that a president blocks any human being, that is, he is the commander in chief of all of us. And if he doesn't like what we have to say, he shouldn't be blocking us. He should be listening to us and everybody, especially Dean Heller who was a strong no and then flipped to a yes, even though it looks like this uh, bill is going to get killed, should listen to this woman and so many other men and women like this who who, who cry out for their, themselves or their children. And we'll hear from somebody else who was crying out for his and other children in a bit. Uh, Brad, your comments. Well, yeah, this bill, if it fails, it, fa- it fails for two reasons. First of all, they... Neither Trump or Ryan or McConnell has ever answered the fundamental question, which is what are you going to do with the 30 million people or so who are going to lose their health care insurance? They've never come up with an answer to that, and that's why they can't get this damn thing passed. And the problem for the Republican leadership and the president is they don't want to come up with a solution because the solution would involve the government and they don't want the government involved in health care, so they're stuck. Now, the second, and that's fundamentally why this thing is, you know, off the tracks. And the second reason is, and I knew this was going to happen eventually, uh, President Trump has beating has been beaten up has been beating up John Brad hold that thought hold that thought we're going to take a break we're going to come back we're going to hear you finish that remark we're going to take some calls we're going to hear some more audio we're going to have some more conversation on this topic here on the only true democracy in shock radio hang on My co-host in this hour on this Friday is Brad Bannon. Good to have him in the house. Brad, uh, you were saying before the break, please continue. Well, the president has been beating up on John McCain for years now. At one point, insulted him for being captured as a prisoner during the Vietnam War. 
And I don't know if this happened or not, but I can imagine the president calling John McCain to talk to him at the White House to try to persuade him to vote for this bill, because McCain's a key vote. And all when after the president made uh, his uh, uh, entreaty to Senator McCain, all he did was stick up his middle finger. Uh, you know, I mean, you just can't beat up someone and, you know, criticize someone and degrade them and then expect them to support you. Are you actually suggesting that John McCain just did this out of spite? And I say that because I, I just don't – I hope not. it's not the reason he did it. Well, it's probably not the whole reason. He probably has legitimate concerns about the bill. But my guess is I, – I, I just think uh, the president has handled the Republicans uh, in the Senate very poorly, and he's paying the, paying the price – for beating up on people like John McCain and Rand Paul. Uh, I'm sure the senators had legitimate concerns about the bill, but I'm sure um, John McCain, you know, was in no mood to run and rescue the president who's been insulting him for three years. All right, let's see uh, what some of our callers have to say. And we started out with Reggie and Decatur, Georgia, Line 3. Reggie, good afternoon. Happy Friday to you. Go through yourself, Leslie Marshall, Leslie Marshall, and the Brad Bannon, too. Uh, hey, Reggie. How you doing, guys? Uh, I'm glad you brought up. Hi. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up John McCain because I hope that he, that Senator John McCain, keeps, sticks to and upholds his promise of opposing the Obamacare, opposing the Obamacare repeal, even though he knows that President Donald J. Trump is going to come out and attack him for it. But, but a guy or a person or someone of Senator John McCain's political prominent stature, let alone being also a Vietnam War veteran, he doesn't scare very easily. He's got his PhDs and scared during the Vietnam War, so guys like him don't scare very easily. And when they stick to something, they really stick to something. I just hope he does the same, that he sticks to his promise of opposing the Obamacare re- repeal. I hope he sticks to his promises this time. And don't fold back down a cow because the president said said so told him to you know yeah well yeah again i mean the fundamental problem with the president's desire to kill obamacare is he has never said uh mitch mcconnell has never said uh paul ryan has never said what you're going to do with the 20 to 30 million people who lose their health insurance and even some Republican senators like John McCain uh, and Susan Collins think we just can't leave this, these 20 or 30 million people on the street and take away their health care insurance. We just can't do that. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, thank you for that, Reggie. Let's go next to Michael in the Bronx. Michael, hey, how you doing? Good afternoon. Happy Friday. And uh, what are your thoughts on this? How you doing, everyone? Um, I'm just going to try to keep calm on this as I'm commuting. But if by chance this bill does pass, my recommendation is for Democrats to take it to the Supreme Court again and remind the five justices that said the eighth day was the law of the land, that everything is on record. And the major question is, why in God's name do we keep revisiting the issue 50, 60, 70 times and we got other issues to deal with, like the earthquake victims in Mexico City. No one ever checked if there were any Americans out there. 
And then, of course, the hurricanes that affected the nation as well. I mean, get it together, people. Get your priorities straight. Well, you know, Michael, I think the problem is, you know, Donald Trump does, just doesn't care about other people. He's a narcissist. He doesn't care about the 20, 30 million people who lose their health insurance. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't care about, you know, people who've lost their children in Mexico City. Um, he just doesn't care. He doesn't have any empathy. He's a narcissist. Uh, and that's why he has such a horrible job rating, by the way. Uh, very true. You know, I had mentioned that there are those out there that, like Laura Packard, pleaded for their lives. And many people, whether at town halls, online, in letters, in phone calls, and then some pleaded for their children or for other people's uh, children. And that certainly uh, was the case uh, the other night when a celebrity did something very different. A comedian who normally does an opening monologue telling jokes did a very different type of monologue. It got a lot of attention, both good and bad. People loved or hated it. Here is Jimmy Kimmel regarding the bill uh, the uh, Bill Cassidy's health care bill. Take a listen. I know you guys are going to find this hard to believe, but a few months ago after my son had open-heart surgery, which was something I spoke about on the air, a politician, a senator named Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, was on my show, and he wasn't very honest. It seemed like he was being honest. He got a lot of credit and attention for coming off like a rare, reasonable voice in the Republican Party when it came to health care for coming up with something he called, and I didn't name it this, he named it this, he, the Jimmy Kimmel test, which was, in a nutshell, no family should be denied medical care, emergency or otherwise, because they can't afford it. He agreed to that. He said he would only support a health care bill that made sure a child like mine would get the health coverage he needs no matter how much money his parents make. And that did not uh, have uh, annual or lifetime caps. These insurance companies, they want caps to limit how much they can pay out. So, for instance, if your son has to have three open-heart surgeries, it can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars apiece. If he hits his lifetime cap of, let's say, a million dollars, the rest of his life, he's on his own. Now, our current plan protects Americans from these caps and prevents insurance providers from jacking up the rates for people who have pre-existing conditions uh, of all types. And Senator Cassidy said his plan would do that, too. He said all this on television many times. As you present that, uh, I asked, does it pass the Jimmy Kimmel test? Would the child born with a congenital heart disease be able to get everything she or he would need in that first year of life? I wanted to pass the Jimmy Kimmel test. Okay, so last week, Bill Cassidy and Senator Lindsey, Lindsey Graham proposed a new bill, the Graham-Cassidy bill. And this new bill actually does pass the Jimmy Kimmel test, but um, uh, a different Jimmy Kimmel test. With this one, your child with a pre-existing condition will get the care he needs if and only if his father is Jimmy Kimmel. Otherwise, you might be screwed. Now, I don't know what happened to Bill Cassidy, but when he was on this publicity tour, he listed his demands for a health care bill very clearly. These were his words. He said he wants coverage for all, no discrimination based on pre-existing conditions, lower premiums for middle-class families, and no lifetime caps. And guess what? The new bill does none of those things. Coverage for all? No. In fact, it'll kick about 30 million Americans off insurance. Pre-existing conditions? Nope. If the bill passes, individual states can let insurance companies charge you more if you have a pre-existing condition. You'll find that little loophole later in the document after it says they can't. They can and they will. 
but will it lower premiums? Well, in fact, for lots of people, the bill will result in higher premiums. And as far as no lifetime caps go, the states can decide on that too, which means there will be lifetime caps in many states. So not only did Bill Cassidy fail the Jimmy Kimmel test, he failed the Bill Cassidy test. He failed his own test. And you don't see that happen very much. This bill he came up with is actually worse than the one that, thank God, Republicans like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and John McCain torpedoed over the summer. And I hope they have the courage and good sense to do that again with this one, because these other guys who claim they want Americans to have better health care, even though eight years ago they didn't want anyone to have health care at all, they're trying to sneak this scam of a bill they cooked up in without an analysis from the bipartisan Congressional Budget Office. They don't even want you to see it. They're having one hearing. The hearings, uh, I read the hearings being held in the Homeland Security Committee, which has nothing to do with health care, and the chairman agreed to allow two witnesses, Bill Cassidy and Lindsey Graham, to speak. So listen, health care is complicated. It's boring. I don't want to talk about it. The details are confusing, and that's what these guys are relying on. They're counting on you to be so overwhelmed with all the information, you just trust them to take care of you, but they're not taking care of you. They're taking care of the people who give them money, like insurance companies, and we're all just looking at our uh, Instagram accounts and liking things while they're voting on whether people can afford to keep their children alive or not. Most of the Congress people who vote on this bill probably won't even read it, and they want us to do the same thing. They want us to treat it like an iTunes service agreement. And this guy, Bill Cassidy, just lied right to my face. Do you believe that every American, regardless of income, should be able to get regular checkups, maternity care, etc., all of those things that people who have health care get and need? Yep. So yep is Washington for nope, I guess. <laughs> and I never imagined I would get involved in something like this. This is not my area of expertise. My area of expertise is eating pizza, and that's really about it. <laughs> but we can't let him do this to our children and our senior citizens and our veterans and, or to any of us. And by the way, before you post the nasty Facebook message saying I'm politicizing my son's health problems, I want you to know, I am politicizing my son's health problems because I have to. But... My... My family has health insurance. We don't have to worry about this, but other people do, so you can shove your disgusting comments where your doctor won't be giving you a prostate exam <laughs> once they take your health care benefits away. It's truly, it's unbelievable. Somehow Japan and England and Canada and Germany, France, they all figured health care out. And don't say they have terrible health care because it's just not true. This is a bad bill. But don't take my word for it. Here are just some of the organizations that oppose this Graham-Cassidy bill. The American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, American Lung Association, the Arthritis Foundation, Cystic Fibrosis, the ALS Association, the March of Dimes, Multiple Sclerosis Society, Children's Hospital of LA. Basically, any group you've ever given money to thinks this is a bad idea. Do you trust them or do you trust him? Okay? <laughs> so if this bill isn't good enough for you, call your congressperson. That's the number. It will go to your congressperson, wherever he or she is, 202-224-3121. You have to do this. You can't just click like on this video. Tell them this bill doesn't pass your test. And Senator Cassidy, you're on my show. You seem like you're a decent guy. But here's the thing. Nobody outside of your buddies in Congress wants this bill. Only 12% of Americans supported the last one. And this one is worse. Right now, there's a bipartisan group of senators working to improve the health care system we have. We want quality, affordable health care. Dozens of other countries figured it out. So, 
instead of jamming this horrible bill down our throats, go pitch in and be a part of that. I'm sure they could use a guy with your medical background. And if not, and if not, stop using my name, okay? Because I don't want my name on it. There's a new Jimmy Kimmel test for you. It's called the lie detector test. You're welcome to stop by the studio and take it anytime. Now, uh, that was brilliant, and if anybody, you just heard it, I know many people saw it, whether they saw it on TV or they saw it on the computer, but Brad, a lot of that he was not, was not scripted. Um, he is very passionate about this, he's very knowledgeable about this, and he got a lot of grief over this because he's a comedian, and who the hell is he to weigh in? But quite frankly, you know what, um, I honestly, if he was out there, you know, saying things for pro Donald Trump, I would imagine I might say, Oh, shut up. You're a comedian. But at the same time, he has personal experience. And I love the fact that he's saying, you know, you, it, it is a good bill for your kids. If you if you could afford, you know, the healthcare that, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has, I mean, he is poking fun at himself. There is some comedic element to it, but, um, and he's not doing it for ratings uh, because his ratings may suffer as a result of it. But I, I, I thought it was awesome because, as you know, I had a son who died of a terminal illness in 2004. Um, I have two children now, fortunately, mostly healthy. But my son has had some on and off some different uh, health issues. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, what is your what is your take on it? And did this help phones to ring and maybe help to what looks like kill the bill is going to happen? Uh, the short answer is yes. Um, Jimmy Kimmel was right about every single thing he said, including the periods and commas. And he was right. Senator Cassidy lied. Uh, this doesn't come close to covering um, everybody. Uh, again, as Jimmy Kimmel just said, uh, there basically would, be, would have been three, 30 million Americans left high and dry who, have, you know, who don't have health insurance. Uh, who haven't health insurance now but would not have it if, Ob- if Obamacare was rejected. And Jimmy Kimmel has something uh, the president and the Republican congressional leadership doesn't have. Empathy. He cares about other people. He has health insurance. He doesn't really have to worry about that. But he does anyway uh, and because he has He's concerned about the well-being of other people, which is more than he can, a lot more than he can say about the president. Very true. Absolutely very true. Um, Being that, uh, okay, so is it a definite, though? I mean, you know, the fat lady hasn't sung here. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski have not said no. Or do you think that just knowing McCain, do you think that McConnell will give up? Or, I mean, look it, they have done everything but bent over for Lisa Murkowski and said, you know, thank you, ma'am, you know, give me another spanking or whatever, because... Um, you know, there's the Alaska purchase thing. It's almost like Obamacare repeal for every state but yours, Senator Murkowski, to get her to say yes. Uh, the governor of her state is strongly saying no and asking her to uh, vote no. And Susan Susan Collins, that's another thing. Why do you remain quiet? What is it? They like the cliffhanger suspense, the attention. Um, you know, I, I, would yeah. ima- I would imagine she's made up her mind because this bill's worse than the other one. <laughs> and, she well, said yeah, no on the, and she said no well, on the I last think- one. I think she has made up her mind. Uh, I think there is a sense of, you know, drama. Uh, I want everybody to be thinking about me uh, and asking what I'm going to do. But when push comes to shove, if there's ever a vote on this bill, and there may not be, uh, Susan Collins is going to vote no. Now, now speaking of that, Brad, speaking of that, are they going to – what's your prediction? They're going to vote, or McConnell's not even going to put it to a vote because he knows 
Collins and or Murkowski are a no. They've got the two, but, I mean, they're going to get the three uh, no's and will be defeated. What do you think? Well, I think uh, it won't, won't even come to a vote. The problem is McConnell is between a rock and a hard place here. On one hand, I don't think he has the 50 votes he needs. He probably has 48. The problem is if they don't get this thing done by September 30th because of Senate rules, they can't do it at all. Uh, basically, repealing Obamacare is off the table for at least a year if they don't get it repealed by September 30th. And what's today, the 25th, the 21st? Uh, that's only nine days. But I don't think, I don't, if he doesn't have the votes, he won't bring it to the floor. He said as much. And I don't think he has the votes. All right. Thank you, Brad. Always a pleasure to have you with us. By the way, on Twitter, follow Brad at Brad Bannon, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Brad.Bannon1. The website, BannonCR.com. Quick break when we come back live from our nation's capital. Talk media news straight ahead. Don't go away. <laughs> 